Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. If you call it X, you're a prat. Um, my name is Alex. Mo is here. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? Good. It's been a year and a half or so. So, you know. <laughs> you still regular talk. It's yeah, encouraging. Regular, regular member of the podcasting team. <laughs> and Bernie is here. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Alex? I'm um, all right. I appreciate you uh, holding the pod down somewhat by managing to get like an episode or two out since the summer. Thank Quite you. Quite literally, an episode or two. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, it's more than the rest of us managed. Um, so, you know, thank you also to the listener for being here after a hiatus of months and months and months. We apologize. Also, also literally, the listener. Yeah. 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 Cheers, Roy. Um, <laughs> and Cam, let's be fair. Um, but uh, but no, sorry. Uh, it's just it's been it's been difficult. But we're going to try and do this with with some sort of regularity. Um, and if we can't, you can now blame our children. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, mean, I do that we, all the time for everything. Exactly. I was going to say Perfect. that's what we do anyways every day. So you you know just join us. Perfect. So we we come back to podcasting about football on the day that Thierry Henry has depression, Mane has married a child, allegedly, Mbappe, blah, 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 and Ivan Tony's out to get his haters. Where do we want to start? I mean, it's not Hudson Odoi, but I would like to start with the Henri thing, because okay. I've got a take on it, and I want to get your opinion on it. So, oh, this should be good. He has every right to talk about what happened and what he went through and all that. Not taking any of that away from him. But like sometimes I think like I, I like to look at it from the father's point of view as well. Sorry, Mo, and can I you think... give some some just some context? Okay, sure. I, I kind of know, but like I didn't I haven't seen exactly what he was referring to. Sure. So the diary of a CEO, famous podcast. Um Thierry Henry is the next guest on it. The whole episode isn't out yet, but there's like teasers out there, like a two-minute clip on Twitter, and basically, obviously, you know, a whole like um Thierry Henry just saying some of the things that he'd be talking about. One of the big things in the clip is about how he was quite the you know, depressed might be a big word, but, you know, in a, in a bad place for a lot of his career. And that comes from like a place early on in his childhood where he's looking for like his dad's validation and his dad was very rough on him. And, you know, he'd score six goals in a game and his dad would just tell him what he did wrong, barely gave him a hug, blah, blah, blah. You know, that the same similar stories to most of these like professional athletes that make it to the top. Right. He ba he basically said, like, I was born and my dad just from that moment programmed me to be a footballer. Right. It was like, that's all his dad did. And it came with obviously some emotional stuff as, as, you know, understandable. So my take on it is I also like to look at it from the father's point of view. So a couple of things. One, to get to the top of almost anything, you have to have a little bit of that like psychotic side to you. Like you just have to. You're not going to be mm -hmm. a regular human being doing regular stuff and all of a sudden be the best at one thing in the entire population of the world. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Two, usually most things now, you need to do that from like when you're seven. And no seven-year-old has that in them naturally. Like you, somebody has to be pushing you to, so you can make it when you're 16, right? So there's 10 years there that somebody, somebody has to push you, a coach, a parent or whatever, right? Now, the so obviously Henri, like I said, he can, he can say all the stuff about his dad being harsh and this and, you know, validation. But the alternative, you know, Thierry Henri now is well-loved 
you know, by billions of people, he's a multimillionaire, he's this, he's that, he's that, right? The alternative could have easily been that his dad is a bum, like, you know, 90% of the rest of the population. He doesn't really care that much about him. And Henri could have been, at best, another regular dude. At best, if not worse. So I'm thinking, like, I, I know he's not, I don't think he's blaming his dad, but, like, would I, let's say if I can see my future and say, you know, would I allow my dad to do that to me and I'd have some emotional damage from it or say, no, let me just, you know, go through life and good luck to me. I feel like I would still pick the Henri route. That's kind of my take here. I don't know. So I hear, I take your points. What I would say though is that there, are, you have to imagine that there are thousands of if not millions of dads out there who do this all the time and their kid doesn't get anywhere and all they're left with is the emotional shit and they're not a top athlete because ultimately the top the top Fair. the people at the top Fair. of football are like a hundred guys you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and you also have to assume that there are plenty of footballers who made it to a very good level if not the elite but very good level without not without being pushed obviously i think to your point everyone gets every one that gets to this level gets pushed to some extent, but not necessarily to that extent that they weren't actively able to enjoy their careers because they were so depressed. Um, like it, from what Fair. we haven't heard the full, the full interview yet. So maybe we revisit this, this discussion after we've heard it, but from what we've heard in the clip, it sounds like he didn't enjoy it. And we, we watched on replay and he was always angry and he, he was best when he was angry. Right? Like we, we saw this, we spoke about it at the time. Um, can you say it was the right thing to do if he never enjoyed it? It's just, it's really tough. It's really tough. I think the question is, like, I think to most point, can you be an elite football player and truly enjoy the, the, the totality of the process? I don't believe so. I mean, in Beckham's one, he talked about how he said similar thing. He didn't talk about being depressed about it, mm-hmm. but he talked about his dad pushing him so hard and like him crying and his mom being like you're too hard on him and if you look at you know there's a serene uh, king richard the movie where will smith slapped up you know he won the award and slapped up chris rock he played richard uh williams Williams. and he and he was like that he made them play in the rain and stuff like that and like tiger woods was doing it when he was younger like the elite athletes i think the ones that you think had a happy-go-lucky life just don't talk about it um and i think they're okay not talking about it but we are in a phase where we are more comfortable talking about mental health and everything that people are going to talk about. In fact, back in the day, it would have been like, suck it up and let's move on, right? Mm-hmm. Like with the whole like boot room culture that used to be around back in the days, right? Like it was just the way it was. So I'm interested to see the full context of this. But Alex, I think to your point, I'll say this. I can't speak for y'all, but I'll say that any immigrant kid understands what it's like to be pressured to the max <laughs> mm. because all we ever heard from our parents was it's really really hard being who you are in this place trying to make it that you have to be two times better in order to just be on the same page so like and it is traumatizing for many people right but it is the reality of i would say 90 percent of the world in general to your point Yeah, and I think to Alex's point, like two points here that came up from what you guys said, really good points is Alex as well, like you're saying, well, is it worth it if they didn't enjoy it? But you also look at like, you know, the population as a whole, how many people enjoy the work that they do or the path Mm -hmm. that they take or the career that they're in? Like, it's not always, you know, the alternative, again, so 
and, and that takes me to Bernie's point where I, you know, I think of opportunities maybe for not for, you know, your standard, maybe North American person, let's say I'm thinking of an opportunity for like people back home, you know, the Salas, the Manes, that kind of thing. I, maybe that's where I'm coming from with the, Hey, I see why on that, you know, I, I'm seeing it maybe wrongly, but I'm seeing a lot more King Richard than Drake. Like, you know what I mean? I'm seeing it more like <laughs> their alternative is shit as opposed to, oh, the alternative could be like, let's say me. Fine. If Henri's mm. alternative is like me, regular dude with a job and everything's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I say maybe. You're, see, you're seeing it like you're working class or you're in poverty or yes. you're a footballer with millions exactly. of dollars, not like comfortably and, and, middle class is the alternative. Yeah. Correct. And, and usually when a dad makes that his career goal, it's usually because you're in that stage and you want him to get out of that. Usually. Mm-hmm. And the, the and the funny thing about this conversation is that for a lot of African football players, the depression never actually leaves because you never get a chance to enjoy. Like now that you've reached this point, you never get to enjoy it. Like Henri gets to be on CBS. He gets to flirt with Kate Abdo. Like <laughs> he doesn't seem, at least I'm going to say seem, right, to have like 30 people from his family that he knows now and more later on asking for money all the time. Like John Obi Mikel did an interview and we all know Adebayor has done this many times about just how many people ask for money and you can't move around without someone being like, Hey, I need this. I need that. I need this. Like it actually becomes almost depressing being in that position because now everyone hates you, even though like <laughs> you're just mm. being a reasonable, rational human being. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear the full context of this. Cause I think it's fascinating. Cause I always saw, Henri, and he said something recently about being like, you know, you just have to do it. You just have to make it. Not even like a couple months ago, and people were equating it to the Sancho situation. Um, so I'm sort of interesting as to where he's connecting the dots to. Yeah, fair. I mean, we've also we've also seen it play out. Like, it makes sense when you look at his coaching career so far. When he's just like been exasperated with his players and not really understood why they can't do what he's asking them to do, and like he doesn't seem to have any solutions to actually help them do it. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, this is maybe where you came from. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll we'll see once we hear the uh, interview. Um, Mo, you mentioned uh, Mane. Um, reports out of Senegal that he's married an eighteen-year-old. Obviously, mm-hmm. we can't say too much. This is alleged. Mm-hmm. But he seems to have managed and managed married an eighteen-year-old. Mm. So the thing that came to mind, first of all, is like the thing that came to mind is like this is his first, I think, marriage. I don't think he was married the whole time. Um, and usually, this whole like marry the really younger person is usually like a result of like a a divorce, yeah. and then now I just want to have some fun kind of thing, <laughs> as opposed to like my first marriage, but. I I think it comes from I don't know but I think it it might be just more of a culture thing it might be more of like a a purity thing I don't know where it comes from but I feel like he's picked this as his first like well his first and possibly last like only marriage like relationship and that's a bit different than usually when you see people get married to like or or go out with or whatever like 18 year old models or this or that and she seems to be famous a little bit like there seems to be stuff about her like she's known or something or she is the regular she is now. person. I don't know. Well, yeah, she is now. Um, but I think he went. I think I'm assuming this is in Senegal. He went back and got married, mm. and also opened a football stadium. He's kind of set up a lot of stuff. Post, he's like, let me do the football stadium. So nuts <laughs> to try and. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let's dodgy. Yeah. 
dodgy. Um, Kylian Mbappe, Real Madrid? Nah. Do we care? Real Madrid or Liverpool? Liverpool? Yeah. I was saying, like, I don't know. I hear I heard rumors about Liverpool, but Madrid just seems to be like the the one. And like, you know, Perez, I don't know if he's he'd ever let that one go. You know what I mean? Like he would do No, I don't think so. He just got Bellingham for a hundred million. Um Mbappe said something recently about um oh me and the owner of PSG talked and like we're we're gonna make sure that everybody's happy with whatever happens. Which I assume yeah. means like some sort of a big fee from a club as opposed to going on a, you know, going for free. Mate, Paris has had like a separate account, an Mbappe <laughs> account set aside for like five years. <laughs> like he has dedicated money for this guy. Yeah, but he would, how much would he have loved to get him for free? You know, that would have been a scoop. <laughs> that would have been a scoop, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of wingers. I guess Rodrigo's not a starter, but like, is he going to play up top? Like they he don't really have to. a striker, but like Mbappe, where Mbappe on the left and Vinicius moves where? I have no idea. Um, are They're we talking about Mbappe? Mbappe? Yeah. 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 So is he says nothing, right? But they said that there is yeah. an agreement somewhere. Like some scooper said this. I'm. I have a question because I'm very confused. Didn't remember there was a standoff in the summer. Right, mm -hmm. and he was on the no fly list, or I don't know, whatever <laughs> list that they, <laughs> that they put on him. But then they said they resolved it. But now he can still leave for free. What did they resolve? I don't. Does anyone know? Like what? What that resolution? Well, was? he will. Oh, me and Alex were saying like he came out and said something about like we talked and all parties are going to be happy with this, with the outcome. That's all he oh, said. Okay, so it could still be he leaves for free. Because I remember there was a loyalty bonus, and he wanted to collect a loyalty bonus for staying, <laughs> like as part of his contract. Maybe it's like they don't have to pay him that money, and he can go. But like PSG said, we're getting a fee for this guy. So I don't, I don't get it. Like it's, it's weird. But he's got to go, as far as I'm concerned. Like it's enough. Like we don't care enough anymore. Like it's actually becoming just annoying at this point. And he's got to go play striker at Madrid. Like, Kozalu, thank you very much. <laughs> Jude, you've done a great job as a false nine. Thank you very much. But it's time for Mbappe to earn his position as the Ronaldo regen that he was supposed to be. Not that he ever will be, because I don't think he's that skillful, but that was what he was framed as, right? You guys remember when it was coming up? Yeah, so yeah. like it's, it's it's your time. I think I think it. I think I think he has a chance of going to Madrid and having four unbelievable years with Bellingham and Vinicius and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, like and Camavinga and Chumeni. Like they again on paper, they can have their four crazy years of the Champions League like repeated within like three years from that ending. Like it yeah. can get that stupid crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and he needs to because otherwise he's just gonna have won a bunch of Ligans. Well, in a World Cup, and possibly two by the time he ends. But you know, when did think, the, how old was the... Ronaldo when he joined Madrid? Well, 24, know, 25. 24, how, 25. How old is Mbappe now? Twenty six. He's twenty five now, I think. Mm -hmm. Could he? Hmm, could he go and push Ronaldo's records? Close. Oh, hopefully. That would be I'd hilarious. Say no I, that would I'd be say hilarious. No I'd, I'd I know, say I know, no I know, Bernie, but like. But you're you're too pure-hearted. I would I would pay money to be sitting in the room 
when 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 Mbappe breaks Ronaldo's La Liga record and like Ronaldo sitting in the same room, like I would pay up to ten thousand dollars. You, you know what would happen? It would be it would be a January sixth type of situation. Like Ronaldo would lead his little incel followers out to out to Congress and they'd storm the FIFA headquarters. <laughs> And, and then I, he would like I, burn all the records, and you'd have to start over since <laughs> records began today. Yeah. I, I, speaking of, have you guys noticed the PR campaign that Ronaldo's been going on, like under the radar? Like, he's basically Fabrizio is like Cristiano, the top scorer in all leagues in the yeah. world, twenty twenty three. I'm like, mate, he's playing in my backyard. The man is, what are we talking about? The man, oh. the man is sick. He's sick. He's extremely sick. Also, lads, yeah. sorry. Um, can we talk about Jordan Henderson? Yeah, what happened? You didn't see. He, wants to, he wants to come back. He's disillusioned with life in Saudi Arabia. He wants come to come back, back. Where? He's been offering him. His agent's been offering himself to like all the European clubs. <laughs> so, so did you think so, this was going to be Al Etifak? So I read up on this because <laughs> right? I I was so curious. Like why? Like what happened? Was there a bust up? No one said anything. But him and Gerard have the funniest arrangement ever. They actually live in Bahrain. <laughs> like, yeah, like they live in Bahrain and they cross. It's like a 75-minute drive from the, where they live in Bahrain to the training ground or whatever. I guess more freedom. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> that's what they do. They get paid all this money. Their families live in Bahrain. And apparently, like, the wife and kids are just not having it at all now as someone who lives in the gulf i'm like i don't see your problem like just enjoy your money and chillax this is just me but they like to do this about turn and promote the world cup bid to say that <laughs> hey i'm here to maybe change things from the inside you weren't even inside you're in bahrain mate <laughs> like he's just completely ruined his reputation for nothing for nothing oh, God. i mean a year i don't know how much he's, he made for a year or two what? So well, he's he's only been there six months. Oh well, I he guess maybe maybe he months. knows maybe he knows something about Gerard leaving soon. Oh, Gerard's gonna get sacked because they can't win a yeah. game. Yeah, which is amazing. Well, because he's a shit manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. Henderson just can't stand Gerard. Maybe he's just I can't I can't do this anymore. Like like he's watching Gerard like go steep like seep into a steep depression and it's like nah, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> This is my future. The scalp accent is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's another point, right? How the hell does anyone there understand what Steven Gerrard has to say? Oh, mate. It's it's actually like... like I'll, I've, I've done a deep dive into this. Like They're getting like 2,000 people in their stadium only. Yeah. And I think they got like 10K max when Ronaldo showed up. <laughs> and then the next game was like 4,000. Like it's bad. People but are also, not. But also, like, also, also the it, the Etifak thing was like it's like one of the smallest projects there. To be fair, they just like shoot like Gerard and Henderson are not gonna bring any crowds. I don't mm-hmm. know who else is on their yeah. roster. Like, but they're they're one of the smaller ones. Like, there's Etihad, there's Al Nasser, and there's the third one. But like Etifak was like such a weird one. Just stick to the top three and make it come. You know, make it about them. But like to water it down to like throw one player at every other team was never gonna work. Apparently got... they're they're all like Al Nasser and Al Hilal fans in Saudi anyway. <laughs> they've got Wijnaldum. They've got Wijnaldum. Dembele. Demarai got... Gray. Demarai Gray. Oh, Musa Dembele. Yeah. Uh, wow. And some bloke yeah, called Jack Nobody. Hendry. 
Is that Colin Hendry's son? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, wait, that sounds familiar. Wait, So basically, Gerard did the full Brit thing yeah. that Moyes wanted to do at Sociedad. He just brought it to Saudi Arabia and he expected crowds. <laughs> it's, like, it's, a great, it's a great sporting project, Bernie. I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm tired of these coaches who don't know anything. And they're just like, <laughs> let me just bring in players I've seen with my eyes. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's got a Scott, Damari Gray. Like, basically, Wijnaldum, because, like, he played for the same team he used to play for. This is this is a dereliction of duty. I'm tired of this. I hate these people. <laughs> I actually didn't know Wijnaldum was there. <laughs> no idea. No, me neither. No idea. Oh, God. Um, Mo, yes. Seeing as you haven't been on the pod for a while, do you mm. want to talk about Arsenal? So I did mention this to you guys before. I mean, I haven't potted in a year and a half, which is exactly when Arsenal started to play football properly <laughs> for like the first time in a decade. And then I watched them, and, I, and it's been their best period for for a year and a half. And then I decided to join the pod on the in the month where they can't score a goal. <laughs> You know, well, it just well, always well, has to be this way. But you're better well, at complaining anyway. Your, and tell us about your trip what? too, because you, you, you. Oh you yeah, yeah, went... yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Uh, you know, I thought I thought this is the best season since you know I've been alive. So let's just go watch uh, watch an Arsenal game. We're coming off a fantastic one-one draw with Liverpool. You know, we're looking strong, looking healthy, and uh, and yeah, I mean West Ham, Boxing Day, under the lights. It's going to be a banger. <laughs> And it was uh, West Ham. It, it was, it was, yeah, 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 it was. For every time Rice got the ball, he got booed like it was the 60,000 <laughs> fans were West Ham fans. And we lost uh, two, I mean, 2 0, and Raya saved the penalty, almost 3 0. Um, didn't even see a goal, you know, like couldn't lose 2 1. Nope. Didn't even see a goal. Um, so that's, that's, I'll just, just remind people because we went in 2016 and we saw them draw 1 1 with Crystal Palace. So that's two visits, one peak, goal. It was peak Wenger out. Peak Wenger yeah, out. Yeah, very toxic environment. Extremely, it's just, <laughs> honestly, this was more fun, and we lost two 0 <laughs> So you know, but but to be fair though, to be fair, actually, because and again, people talk about oh the international fan and this and that. I couldn't even get myself to be upset about the result because I was actually just um, thankful for the experience. Like, mm. you know, people who get to go every week and then they show up like five minutes into the game because they were at the pub and this is just like a regular day out. Fine. That's your thing. For me, I was just like, I get to do this maybe three, four times in my lifetime if I'm lucky. I'm going to soak it in and enjoy it. Like, it was hard to get bummed out because I'm just all in awe about like the Emirates and the experience and the lights and the players and the this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get So that. I think I would have been a lot more upset sitting here watching it on TV. That's for sure. Did you go to that that cheeky Turkish place for lunch beforehand? <laughs> yeah. Did you actually? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I did because when I went with my brother and my dad to London and we saw like some under 18s game or whatever, like not not with you, and we also went to that cheeky Turkish place. <laughs> so that's, that's the third time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. No, it was again. I you know I I still enjoyed the experience a lot, but obviously just the bad luck. It had to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you said you were excited about seeing Havertz in the flesh. Um, verdict: He uh, he was suspended. He had five yellow cards. <laughs> oh yeah! 
it could not the guy be doesn't worse. even make tackles. How does he even manage that? It was a stupid so, yellow that he got against Liverpool for no reason. So here's what I've concluded about Habits is that he can't really run or shoot. Mm-hmm. He can pass short distances, but like average. Bobbly. Bobbly, yeah. Um, he's not quick. He's not strong. He's tall, so occasionally he wins a header. Occasionally he, he misses a really good header, yeah. Yep. And that's it. So, like, he's one of those players where you're like, he must be good because two clubs have now spent 165 million so pounds on him. Here's a, he, he, and, and you just kind of trust that the industry knows what it's doing to an extent. And it turns out, no, he just he can't do anything. So I think the most important transfer window is the one after you came really close. Not the one where you're trying to get close. Like you got Arsenal got so close last season. Mm-hmm. This year was gonna be like that summer between those two seasons was gonna be the most important summer because you almost have everything. Now don't mess it up. Just <laughs> add the right couple of components and seal the deal, kind of thing. And so instead, got, they bought a ghost you, and a goalkeeper they didn't need. Correct for a combined ninety-five million. So you outdo all the good work you did with getting Rice by putting Havertz next to him. I, I think the thing is that we, we like to think that the managers... Well, I remember collectively, I think, you two and myself were like, we don't understand what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. what is the idea? And you saw yeah. it in preseason, and you're like, I still don't know what the idea is. Season started, even till now, I don't think anyone knows what the idea actually <laughs> is. And... You know, they say like, oh, you don't, you don't train with the players. You don't know things. I'm like, at this point, I'm certain that some managers are just out of their minds a lot of the time because we have eyes. We can see the same videos you saw at, from the Chelsea days. You weren't training with him either. There was no way that he saw Havertz and said, we need this. You need a striker. I think everyone agrees on that. You probably needed a more robust midfielder. You got Rice and maybe uh, Odegaard, like, you know, someone to actually replace Odegaard or, like, share the Rotate. load or something like that. Same thing with Saka. Havertz was the last thing the, I thought. That the, was theory, that the theory is that Havertz would be deep-lying, running into the box as an extra man to provide some sort of a box threat, aerially, presence, etc. That was really the idea. The idea that we were good enough to control the midfield with two-ish players and Havertz gets to float around, run late into the box. Just run late into the box and create mayhem every time, especially against low block. That was the idea. He didn't want another tippy-tappy player, right? He didn't want another Odegaard next to him, just constantly passing the ball over and over. And I get that. He wanted more of like a direct player with some height and physicality. But like, and I and I agree with the theory, the concept. But like, did is it was it really Havertz that you had to get to do that? Like, go get another robust midfielder. That yes, maybe it's not tippy tap because we have enough of those. We have you know Fabio Vieira and ESR and blah blah blah. But go you know go get an imposing figure like, like a Shaka, but that has you know the attacking output. I don't know who that is. Don't ask me. I'm not the guy getting paid sixteen million. I, I know who it is. McTominay. That's who you want. <laughs> Honestly, that is no. the kind of profile. 
As you were saying it, I was like, all he does is run to the box and like ghost in and get chances and score headers. Like, but I'm I'm really interested in what you just said, and, and Alex, I'm curious what, what you think because I'm trying to understand because Alex is the only one who looks a little bit like Arteta here. If if Alex told you Mo that generous like, your role in my team, you're the missing link in my team to win the league, and all I want you to do is ghost in the box. <laughs> What kind of like selling point is this? <laughs> the, the problem is the things you can't see is that Havertz is so mentally weak. He just seems so mentally weak. He seems devoid of any conviction in the actions that he does. I mean, I feel for the people that didn't like Ozil because this is worse. Like people who didn't like Ozil for his work rate or his uh, like lackadaisical lanky style or this or that or like, oh, put some more oomph in the past or whatever. This must be killing them. This must be eating them inside because it's worse. Honestly, yes, it, it is worse. And and the pitch to, to have us wouldn't have been too difficult. It'd be like, come leave that crazy club where absolutely nothing makes sense. Look at this team. We play beautiful football. You can be part of this. You can play with Odegaard and, and you know, it's free-flowing and you'll, you'll get goals and blah, blah, blah. We'll restore your confidence. And I'm sure that all sounded great. And and Arteta's a lunatic, yes, but he's also a meticulous lunatic. Like, I'm sure he did, did and slash does still have a plan, but it's just not this is not working. Like his plan. Yeah. To most point was like, we don't need you to help control the midfield. We've got that. And you can just like be the left eight. Like last season, honestly, I think Granite Jacker, it turns out did that role better than anyone else could have done it. Like he was, he was popping up in the box every couple of weeks and smashing goals in. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Ted is that girlfriend that gets a boyfriend that, that they want to change into something that they're not. It's like, he's just not that guy. He's just not that guy. Go get the guy. Like, you're Arsenal. You almost won the league. Everybody will join you. And you have much better financial power now than you had a couple of seasons ago. Go get somebody that was, like, killing it the season before, not struggling at Chelsea. And what's worse, what's worse, and I'm going to bring Mason Mount and Manchester United into this as well, (laughs) is that Chelsea needed to make 100 million in sales by what was it like june 1st or june 31st or whatever it was last Sunday, or they would have been in serious financial fair play trouble and arsenal manchester united gave them the money for two players they didn't need that they didn't really have plans for and that haven't worked out at all and it makes me so mad but that's the arrogance the arrogance is we will make these guys work the arrogance mm-hmm. is that it's chelsea's fault not the player's fault I, I I don't know if you're setting me up for a rant, Alex, or or like what? Yeah, yeah, go. Like I'm, I'm good if we don't want, if we don't need it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pressing play. I'm pressing play. No, it's 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 the same thing, right? Obviously, like to different degrees because you guys are still in some kind of race, <laughs> you know. Like we'll see how long it lasts, but you're in a race. I don't want to say the word, but like you're in a race of some kind. But like Mason Mount was again same thing as Havers. I didn't understand what the point was. I didn't. Like, I, I, I was like, to do what? To play 10? He's not better than Bruno. And we all know what his numbers are. So if he does replace Bruno, are you going to play a more, like, total football stats don't matter? Like, we just want the thing to flow kind of thing? I don't see Ten Hag as that guy. So I didn't understand that. And then I heard they wanted to play two eights. I was like, with a, with a, with a who? Casemiro? <laughs> like, none of this made sense to me. And again, people said, oh, I, you know, there's a certain friend of mine, love the guy to death, but the guy thought we could win Champions League. 
You know, it was like they wouldn't <laughs> do this unless they've done their due diligence. And I was like, okay, bro, <laughs> I've done my own too. <laughs> I have my eyes. I have fo- FM. You, you know, also have, have the history of, of Manchester things. United. Yes, exactly, and and paying sixty million because look, how much do you pay for Havertz? Sixty-five, something mm-hmm. like that. And he had a couple years on his deal, if I remember correctly. Yeah, about the same. Mount had one year left. I think he had one year left, and you paid like all you have to do was just go back a few weeks and go Arsenal. What did you pay for that guy? Mm, sixty-five. <laughs> okay, we have to pay less. It's it's a very simple thing. Well, they didn't do that because they're morons, and he just. Again, it's another. I someone had a weird idea, and then they just and they didn't think it through. Like, also, like, stop buying Chelsea rejects. I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of the Williams and the Havertzes and the. We have so many Chelsea rejects. I'm just exhausted. Like, they don't work. Everybody just thinks they don't work out because it's Chelsea. No, they don't work out because also they're not strong. Like, they're not mentally strong. They're not performing. It's just simple. This is a deep cut, man. Like Ashley Cole from five million and William Gallas. Those are two very different things. Five million million for the best left back the world has ever seen. Okay. Um. How, how do I put this? I want to I ask you guys this question in this context. Like, so you're at the FA Cup, out of the League Cup. League is looking a little unlikely. Sure. I think we know that the deal for that guy Havertz was not the right deal to do. Um. Why is there no Saka? I don't if know if the word is replacement or at least option. Yeah. Like, why? Because I'm pretty sure this has been something that people have talked about for years. And the 85 games in a row thing people are banding about. To me, I was like, this is a red flag. I don't want my players playing 85 games in a row. This is bullshit to me. Like, it's, yeah. why is this going unnoticed? Or is it? It's certainly not going unnoticed by by fans. I will I will say that much. Like it, it is bullshit. I don't understand why they think that putting the Saka through the ringer like this makes any sense. Like there was a point a couple of seasons ago where Arteta said like you have to be able to play two games a week and be okay with it. And that's that's true. That's fair. If you're going to play, you know, in a Champions League team, you play Monday, well, whatever it is, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, fine. But that doesn't mean you don't rotate. You have to rotate. And Arsenal, was it two summers ago that they went for Rafinha? And that seemed to indicate that they wanted someone else to be able to play that role. And since mm. then, they haven't gone for anyone else who can play that role. And Modric, sure. Um, and they just haven't revisited that plan while Saka has been... like He's like on a video game where you just see his health bar. And it's just been decreasing and decreasing and decreasing. And everyone can see it. And he gets fouled a lot sure but like arsenal complaining to pogma about it just makes saka out to be you know it's going to make people tackle him harder that that's just not the way to get anything yeah done. and you also allow you also allow kudos to go to west ham for 35 million sure like the whole world knew this guy was the next thing like like what like i just sometimes don't understand why these things happen right in front of our eyes and nobody does anything like kudos is clearly up and coming like, why not have him there as uh, somebody's backup, whatever, or Saka's or, or I guess, Rashford, who, anybody. Like, why are these teams not going for these kind of players instead of, like, what's this infatuation with, like, 60 million, 70 million signings only? No, it's it's got to end. They've, like, and I, and I think there was a time where, like, you know, you would buy the 10 million pound guy that you knew, like the Jason Park. 
like what Ferguson used to do. He literally bought people and gave them the speech of, you're the, my bench guy. I hope you're okay with that. You come on and play for Ryan Giggs or whoever. I hope you're okay with that. And they would be okay with it. Like there, there have to be players out there who are willing to do that job. Like there just have to be. But I, I, I am a little bit nervous for Saka because he is 22, something like that. Three, 22, 23. And, and if he keeps it up at this rate, he would actually have played more games than Wayne Rooney did up to the point that we know when he got burnt out, like I think when he turned 30. Like, it's really at this point, in my opinion, at the rate that he's going, he's going to get more injuries in the next couple of years. And he's going to be burnt out. Like, we already know that players are playing more football than they should be. Like, I, I think it's going to be a very big problem unless he's managed properly. And Arteta is so far showing that he's not. And also, and I, I would be concerned. Also, South, Southgate plays him in every single friendly possible, too. Mm. so that's helpful even when he's injured like he'll say like yeah. oh i got a knock and then you're like okay they won't call him up and it's like how okay, calls him up like <laughs> i will say just to the rooney comparison i didn't realize that that is scary there is significantly less alcohol running through saka's veins than there than there was rooney which is probably helpful when it comes to rehab and, and recovery and what have you but yes He's playing way too much. He's already played too much football. He's going to continue to play way too much football. And the difference between him and Rooney is that Saka, since day one, has been in a high press, high intensity, high energy, multiple sprints per game team. Whereas Rooney, like that, just wasn't the game you, then. You you forget that it wasn't the game then, but Rooney did it anyway. He did it no anyway. One, but every, he didn't have to. They probably <laughs> even when Jose said sit off, Rooney was just charging around. And everyone's looking at him like, okay, putting in a shift, bro. <laughs> but but this was this was Rooney's only workout all week. So you have to get some sprints in. <laughs> that that unboxing practice. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, yeah, don't forget true. that. In the living that's room. True. True. <laughs> but yeah. So Both our, teams have troubles, man. Do you think uh, speaking of the other two teams, Liverpool and City, do you think who do you think are our favorites here? Like, I mean, Liverpool, I don't think anybody saw competing this closely for the title or being top of the table at Christmas or whatever you want to call it, people like that, that kind of mm -hmm. milestone. But I don't think anybody saw it. I think people looked at their signings and said, you guys are going to be weak in midfield without a physical presence. You know, you're going to play with McAllister or Sapa's lie and whatever, that guy, uh, Curtis Jones or, you know, whoever it is, like, it's going to be weak. Endo and all that stuff. People said that's not going to be good enough for the Premier League. They looked at the back and said, well, based on last season's Virgil van Dijk's form, if he doesn't come back, it's not going to be that great. You know, they've played with almost no Robertson all season. Mm -hmm. Like, they've overhauled their entire front line. Darwin looked like a donkey last season. People were laughing at him. There was, you know, Gakpo is, you know, fine, a regular player, nothing, nothing crazy, you know. So I don't think a lot of people expect them to be where they are. I will say that they seemed, forget the Spurs game, but they seemed to have a lot of favorable calls. Mostly, like almost every game. I just, this feels that way. Feels like a lot of easy penalties, a lot of easy stuff that they're getting away with. Um, but overall, they're still doing the business when they need to. Trent is in the form of his life. Um, mm -hmm. Salah started slow and now he's back. Diaz is slowly getting back into it. So, like, did you guys think did uh, did you guys think Liverpool would be here, and do you think they're going to continue to be here by the end of the season? I certainly didn't think they would be, not because I didn't think they had the talent, but to your point, there were just so many question marks. And how often does a team replace their whole midfield, um, and and not have some kind of transition period? Um, 
But it turns out like they weren't planning to lose Henderson and Fabinho last summer, but it turns out that was a really good thing and and maybe just the change that they needed. But yeah, I, I just think ultimately the front line, while not every single one of those attackers is brilliant, to have five players of that quality mm. where it starts, you know, Salah at the top, down through Jota, Diaz, Darwin, Darwin Gakpo. Gakpo, whatever you can Very argue. different profiles as well. Very different, but just like that is a ton of depth in quality um, that I don't think anyone else in the league can boast in the forward positions. So I think that's getting them through it. I think, like we were talking about squad depth between us the other day, and I think they are really thin at the back. I think if Trent goes down, I think if Van Dyke goes down, I think if Kanate goes down, which he does often, um, they're in trouble. Um, but so far, Konate is also having like the season of his life. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but in the season that they won the league, they also had no injuries. Um, so if they continue to be lucky with their fitness, then I think, yeah, they'll they'll definitely be, I would say, I mean, look, you look at the top six or top five, rather, from Liverpool first to, I think, Spurs fifth, there's six points. So I think you can safely say come the end of the season, like Liverpool will be within, you know, three to six points of the top of the table. I think that's fair to say. I think the problem when it comes to Liverpool is that I still don't think, even in this phase, that they've played all together all that well. I think that they've not grinded out results. There have been some games where they've just blitzed people. Sure, fine. But I think overall, as a package, I don't think that they're playing all that great. And I think that comes to bite you. Because Man City have not played well this season thus far. And they're within striking distance. And we know that they're going to turn it up. The point has just come back. You know that they're going to figure it out. You don't do three in a row unless you know how to do this. They did this last year. Mm-hmm. They did that year that KDB got injured and then Gundogan turned into Zidane, Maradona, and Ronaldinho all in one. Like, they, they know how to do this stuff. And I think they've got to start performing well. Like, the game, the, uh, this Arsenal game, this FA Cup game, if Havertz had any confidence in himself as a human being... <laughs> stuff could have happened. If Arsenal had a striker, stuff could have happened. The league game, I felt that like Arsenal probably messed it up more than they than they not lost it, but you know what I mean, like, like then they threw it they did it to themselves in many ways. The United game Same as, by like, the way the new by the way the Newcastle game, I know Liverpool got like 7xg yeah. or whatever. I mean there was two or three penalties in there, but to be fair, Newcastle got back in the game and Liverpool needed a very dodgy penalty to kind of start the engines rolling again like again this yeah. is what i mean by it's been fine margins and uh, and a lot of it has been refereeing margins a little bit too like i just you know you watch the late crystal palace goal you watch the the kind of goal that separates them from newcastle there's been a lot of examples where it's, you know maybe it's after the spurs thing but it's gone their way a little bit mm-hmm. um and that's helping them and you're right it might not continue but they also might figure it out bernie right they might they, also they get better could. They could, but I mean, United beat them nil nil. So like, if United do that, <laughs> then like, I don't, I don't know what's left for you in the season. To be honest sure. with you, there's nowhere to go from there. So, uh, so are you saying Villa are not going to be there at the end of the season? No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Villa, no, no, Villa, no, no. Villa are getting away with it, man. Like you watch their are. games, yeah, like yeah. how are you not losing this game? Like yeah. it's impossible. There's Spurs game, the Arsenal game. Like you're just, how yeah. are you not losing these games? Um, I know it was a few weeks ago, but like, I as a United fan was upset by what Villa did 
in the game that we came back with, like and and beat them from two down to three two, because it was high line, which I was like, Una, you you do this like in it? this is all he does now. Like I I I've seen it, but I thought, okay, this is like, I know United are bad, but like, how bad could we be <laughs> if you're just gonna do this all game? Because there's only one tactic Ten Hag has ever shown us he knows how to do, and that is run. And you're telling me you're gonna let Manchester United run? With Garnacho and Rashford and Hoyle, like really? That's all these guys want to do. Ain't gonna let them run. At that point, I was like, it's done. They're gonna go, they're gonna finish in the, in the like six or seven this season. I've seen enough. That's all I needed. Done. Yeah. On the other hand, City, like you said, are a game behind. If they win it, I think they're second or very close to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, KDB is coming back with uh, long hair. With long hair and a, and a and a bit of a stomach as usual, but it never never seems to affect his game. Like this guy is just a Teletubby that walks around and becomes a best. <laughs> I can't in the world. believe like, I don't, I don't I can't believe you're calling De Bruyne fat. As when, when as a professional a footballer, he always looks a bit tubby. He does. Nah. He does. He's got okay, no okay, definition. He's got no well, like let, definition. I think that's let, let me ask, let me ask let me ask more questions because we all know that Mo <laughs> does not like Kevin De Bruyne. So this was the big compliment he just paid the man. Okay, like he just said he gets it done even though he looks like a Teletubby. He he, he paid. So let's let's do this morning. Of your is he he's a CAM right? That's what we're, that's what we're saying. Like like if we put yeah. it in the box, yeah, number eight or CAM. Yeah. Does he make top five CAMs that you've watched in your lifetime? Obviously. Okay. Wait, you say in, obviously. I, I, I no, 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 no. <laughs> in if I have to sit there and just like do it logically and by theory and be super boring human being, yes. If you're asking me about if my boss tingle, no. Okay, who are your boss tingling CAMs? I want to know. Way Top better. Five. Ozil, Fabregas. Ozil, uh-huh. Fabregas. Uh, you can put Santi in there. As I don't know if you want to count Zidane as a CAM. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ricky Kaka. Yeah, Kaka. So many people tingle a lot more than KDB. <laughs> I just can't help it. I Totti, Rick, tell me. I mean, we grew yeah, up. We, guy, we grew up in the, the era. Guy, of the guy, episode, the guy like, just whips in across to a to a to a robot in the middle. Like, listen, he's a fantastic player, and of course, I'd be crazy to say he's no good. It's like Ronaldo fans have to say Messi's good. I'm a whatever fan. I'm saying I have to say KDB's good, but I just I wouldn't pay money to watch him. But week it's in, honestly, he's boring. It's it's honestly not even a personal thing. Like KDB is is the result of what happened to the game of football in that time period. Yeah, yeah KDB, sure. Like at number ten that we grew up with can't be a number ten today. Like Fabregas talks about this all the time. So De Bruyne was like, right, if I'm going to be a number ten, I also need to like run a hundred kilometers a game, put nine crosses in, and like you know, yeah. you, you and just, that's you how you play for Pep anymore. And that's how you play for Pep too. You want a crazy? You want a crazy line, Bernie? I would pay to watch Bruno Fernandes before KDB every day of the week. Jesus Christ. To watch. I don't I don't think that's to crazy. Watch. I think that's yeah. I think that just makes sense. Now, I, by the way, I agree with you. He wouldn't make my top 5. Like he just wouldn't like I'm, he, I'm not He's a great player. I like the guys who are player. like put I'm going to put you on my back. Like he does it in a way, right? But like with one kick of the ball. Like I want the guy who's like, remember when Gerard is like, I'm going to win this FA Cup for you by myself. Like Raquel made this like, Listen. hey, Villarreal, I'm going to turn into something just by myself. Like that's there what I like. There is no way, there is no way KDB overall in all metrics put together is a better player than Cesc Fabregas. There's no way. I agree. There is no chance. No I chance. Agree. Alex, no Alex, Alex, listen, you're humming, but remember Fabregas 
was do not who forget. we thought he was back then, and then he decides to play DLP. <laughs> do not forget. And and his time at Barcelona was incredible. And he was useful for Spain. And he played false nine. And he carried an, a shit Arsenal team. And he was the best midfielder in the Premier League. And at one point, almost the world. Like, and no, like no. Also, no, what is Iniesta? No way. What what what's Iniesta's different, position? Different. He was a, he was a he was a left eight. Different. Okay. Right, I right. L- listen. I, no one loves Sascarbogas more than me, but I no, think clearly not. I think if we were if we were gonna go because you said metrics, right? If you want to say like eye test. Whatever, fine. Yeah, but I think I if just... you were if you were to look at the metrics, I would imagine that De Bruyne and, and Fabregas are. You think are Fabregas very prime? Alex? You think Fabregas prime in this in this city side does not outshine uh, De Bruyne? Very very different players. Alex, does he make your list? Your top five of all, all time? time? De Bruyne. All that time, you've no, seen. Cause... All time, all time. You've seen. Oh, you've watched very seen? closely. Yeah, he probably does. If I'm going to be honest about it, yeah, probably that I've does, seen. Does, does Gerard make your list? Not number ten. I mean, he did it lots of times when. Liverpool. Not a number ten. No. Oh, come on, the is, the problem is, guys, guys. The problem is this: we are we are talking about KDB in this Pep crazy foil that he's created around him. I, I would, mm-hmm. and it's impossible now. But I would also love to see KDB in a regular team, like in just a normal team, like not this, like when like, he killed behemoth of a city. Yeah, he's fine, but those levels are okay. Yeah, but those levels are fine. That's a good regular player. Nothing, nobody would be like talking about like world beater, but he became that when he joined this Pep Super team and blah blah blah. This this is like when we say, Would you have him over Burnley? It's like, who would you pick? Who would you pick? Peak, absolute peak in that city midfield or whatever your midfield. Would you pick KDB or Yaya Toure? Different positions, the fact that we paused. I just pulled a left field. I just pulled a random dude. And now you're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, Tori's not a random dude. He's one of the best okay, players. Well, yeah, Tori is better than KDB. Yeah, Tori is absolutely he's just play not, them both. He just Look, doesn't have KD, longevity. KDB has played center midfield and CAM a lot. Like he's played that like in between hybrid role a lot. I see Yaya Toure as a hybrid. I see Lampard as a hybrid in different ways, by the way. Jordan mm. as a hybrid. I would have all of them before I have KDB. That's wild to me, man. Yeah, yeah, three, definitely. Cesar I'd have definitely. Paul Scholes was a CAM and then played DLP. I'd have him over KDB. I'd have Ooh, all four here's of those a question. guys over KDB. Here's a question. Paul Pogba peak. Paul Pogba's peak was like 12 minutes peak. long. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Ability. Like, not everybody gets the luck of playing in this team with the stability, with the supporting cast, look, with Rodri. Yes, they're actually cleaning crazy. Up his like, ass. Kevin De Bruyne look, is amazing. Look, like, look, you guys Paul Pogba underestimating him so bad. way more talented than Kevin De Bruyne. But Kevin De Bruyne no, is he's not. Player. Hold on. Hold on. I just gave it to you. He's He can do more things with the boys, more talented, but KDB is a better football player. Those are two I'm different not even sure. I'm not even sure he's more talented. What can he do that Kevin what? De Bruyne can't do? Kevin what De Bruyne can cannot dribble the way that Paul Pogba could dribble. They, no way. They have no different way. dribbling styles, but is is no. De Bruyne any less effective a dribbler? No, he's more effective. De Bruyne would lose it. Uh, sorry, Pogba would lose it all the time, what? dicking around, all the time. What? 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 You don't see De Bruyne doing that. De, oh, oh, so like... De Bruyne is being penalized for being way too efficient. He's just way too efficient. There's nothing. There's yeah. not. There's wait, no, wait, wait, not wait, 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 He doesn't wait, need it. Not a number ten. Wait, wait. Are, are we suggesting 10. that like? Okay, okay. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. And this is going to be left field. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Adele Tarapt or, or De Bruyne? Who's more talented? Adele talented. That's the same thing. Pogba is more talented than KDB. Adele Tarapt is more talented than Paul Pogba. 
No, yes, we've really is. gone down a rabbit hole. Yes, he is. <laughs> at the at the rabbit hole. Hey. Also, Tarapt is playing DLP. <laughs> yeah. Listen, when you age, you no. age. Tarapt is not playing DLP. Tarapt is playing. Let's think about the acronym here. Nutmeg Master. What's that? N Nutmeg NMM. He's playing NMM. He's playing, playing Nutmeg Master. Style. I understand that I, I understand that I hate on KDB because just the personal dislike. I get that. But I my, the way the buck stops is the Cesc Fabregas thing. Do not do not compare KDB to Cesc Fabregas, please. Like that that is where up. I draw the I'm just saying <laughs> you know that's that. where like if anybody tells me that KDB is better than Cesc Fabregas, I'm sorry. That is just not true. That is just not, I heard I, someone say that far. KDB is better than Miles. Than it's not Miles, but it's close. But Fabregas is a better player that I would take in my team at his peak every day of the week over KDB. I agree. Simple as that. Is your team playing in 2010 or playing now? Playing at, at Fabregas' peak. He, and his peak, okay, he fine. could play now. Come on, he could play now. Yeah, exactly. He, That's the biggest compliment. At his peak, Fabregas would still be the best now. midfielder in the Premier League. Easily. Easily the best midfielder in the Premier League right now. Because who's he, who's he, who's he, who's he fighting with? KDB and that's it. I don't Who know. Else? I'm just a bit worried that I'm going to do a Nana with like gobble him up. Double Fabregas up. <laughs> bruh, bruh. Let's not forget, Fabregas used to run box to box and score goals. I know. I know. Wait, wait. With a broken leg. Isn't, isn't that what happened? That one against Spurs? Scored, Didn't he say he had scored. a broken leg? No, no, no. Yeah, the, the penalty against Villa. Against Villa. He scored a penalty he came, against Villa. He, ah. the, the, the aura, the four-letter word. He came on as a substitute in the 17th minute. We are down 1-0. Mm. He comes on, scores a free kick, scores a penalty, hobbles back off. The aura. <laughs> And then no one Please. saw him for five months. Wenger really risked it all. He risked it all. <laughs> anyway, but basically, we're saying football was better than, 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 it, than it is yes, now. That's all it is. It's just like I, I'm tired of these robots that get stats and XG and XA, and then we get we have to talk about them. I'm just like, 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 look, look. The thing is this: I love a guy that can whip a ball, and I love a Beckham, I love a Trent, I love that thing. But that's their thing. Don't bring me a De Bruyne who's supposed to be this incredible player, and he also that's all like he does that like seventy percent of the time. Don't give me that shit. Are you crossing it in or are you running a game? <laughs> like I can't. I just can't. I I hate it when he just looks oh. up and goes, "Oh, Holland's in there somewhere," and just freaking boots it in. What no. a dick! He's got the athleticism no, no, like, to run the game I from don't... the middle and run out wide to put across in. What I don't dick. mind the the Holland's in there somewhere, but it. like do a Travella or like something like like. <laughs> Like this is why I like Bruno Fernandez. I love hero ball. Everyone knows this. I don't care about your tiki taka. He's like, fuck it, Rashford's over there. Oh, like at least last year, not now. But like yeah. all these things were happening, and I'm like, yeah, but he would do it like behind his back, close his eyes. He was, he was just like Zorro doing some crazy yeah. shit. Like, Bro, I'm. This is why I came to see. I'm, I'm paying twelve ninety nine for the streaming service. Do a, do a nutmeg. <laughs> do something. <laughs> 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 I've had to sit through Michael Owen at half time. Give me a step over. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Like, like I would rather watch Bernardo Silva and David Silva all day long when they were at City over De Bruyne. Like when Bernardo was running the show, when David Silva was running the show, I just watching, just I, just watching. I, I know that he's probably not a better player. I get it. He's more limited. But mm. I like football to be watched. I, my metrics are all about me enjoying the game I love on TV, watching with my eyes. I don't Your need to be convinced. I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't need any, anybody to explain to me anything. I need my tingling and watching TV. That's I'm going to ask another question. Yeah. 
Are you ready for Hit this? We so clearly me. got off topic, but this is more fun. Yeah, whatever. Go on. Kevin De Bruyne. The main thing about him is that he whips the ball in. There's like, you know, there's a nice curve on it. There's good technique, and he finds a man. Yeah, yeah. Dave Beckham's your favorite football player, Monet. Of course. How how do you rationalize the hate for KDB and the love for David Beckham? Because David Beckham has made that thing his. This is his thing. He's not running around trying to say, I'm the best midfielder in the world. He's saying, I am the best at this. And yes, sir, you are. Oh, man, you are. <laughs> KDB's trying to say, I'm the best midfielder in the world because I do like 70% Beckham and 30% other stuff. No, I don't want to hear it. Alex, it. You, do, Alex <laughs> is it fair to conclude that Mohamed hates KDB because KDB is a Beckham regen and worse in his mind. Yeah, the long hair is not helping, eh? Like, long for example, I love, I love Trent. I love Trent because he reminds me of Beckham. I love it. I'm like, Trent, yes, sir, you go. You go, boy. You go. I, I love it. You Trent. do your thing. I hate Trent for the, partly 50% the same reason that you hate KDB, the Beckham thing, and 50% because he's a shit defender. But, like, that 50% of the Beckham thing is very, very strong in my heart, especially when Man. Miguel Delaney said that... He is better than Beckham. I almost broke everything in my house. Also, also, he's doing a good job with the whole like the predators are back. Like he's he's tugging at the heartstrings. He is just playing with me, man. Like the twelve ninety nine, make it thirteen ninety nine. I can see more of this, you know. Like he's he's playing with me. He knows <laughs> exactly my what I want. My rent. <laughs> the, yeah. The, what what is that? What is that line? It's the, the the hustle or something? Yeah, yeah, the hustle yeah, yeah. is real. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, can't you get rattled by Miguel Delaney though? Come on, Bernie. Huh? Your media literacy is better than this. You can't be getting rattled by Miguel Delaney in 2024. This was like three years ago. Like I was, in, I was a more argumentative human being back then. I'm very zen now. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, so so the, I think where we were was that you know whether City are going to come steamrolling this league and and win it because when Haaland doesn't play, Alvarez plays, and when Grealish doesn't play, Doko plays, and when Foden doesn't play, Bernardo plays, and they have like 17 centre-backs that can play across the back four. Mm -hmm. all, all I can say is that, yes, I hope they do because City are useful in one respect, which is that no one cares if they win because they're a soulless, right useless off. waste of space club. Yep. You can cheated, write off the league. And none of their wins mean anything. And so if it's not going to be your team, it might as well be them. Somehow, I know Bernie won't agree, but somehow I have a soft spot for Liverpool. Like, I just feel, again, it's the opposite of that. It's like they've done it the right way. They've made the right choices. Mm -hmm. Klopp is actually um, coaching a side that is greater than the sum of their parts. Like, And again, because I'm not a Manchester United fan, I don't have that big rivalry with them. I don't mind them doing it. Salah has a nice soft spot too. But I just feel like it's, they're doing it right. So if it's not yep. Arsenal, at least the people that are doing it right can at least overtake the 115 charges people i like i don't have the the um the complex of united fans where it's like oh it can't be city or it can be liverpool it's easy for me i'm like between those two i would still pick liverpool yeah no i actually I, agree I with that I don't know why Mo thought I couldn't have a rational take on Liverpool for some reason. Like, <laughs> Most United fans are like, I just hate both of them, but I can at least write off City. Yeah, but like the, the truth of the matter is, like I used to play Liverpool on FM because they were trash and no one cared about them. Like, like Liverpool have not been a fixture in my life as people I had to worry about. I also know like three Liverpool fans, Omar and like two other people. So like if Liverpool win the league, I, you don't even I have teams. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have to worry Liverpool win the league. There was Sandy who I would send a smiley face when they bottled it and like he didn't not friends with me anymore because of that, but whatever. <laughs> like it's just 
they're not a bother to me. So when like I'm watching YouTube and my United fans are like, oh, Liverpool City, I'm like, it's just Arsenal for me. Yes, like, but they but but they, they encapsulate everything. The they encapsulate everything United should have been doing for the last five years. Like that's mm-hmm. the correct. That yeah, correct. That's and this is where I get into fights with these people because I said everything on Liverpool. Liverpool the way you build a team, in my opinion, is the way Liverpool built their team. Mm-hmm. Where Klopp has done it, yes, he has spent money. Like, let's not pretend like he hasn't spent he also a sold. lot of he money. Also sold. Darwin Nunes, 80 mil, exactly. A lot of those, they sold Coutinho, they sold a bunch of other people. They 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 made that money. Like, this is FSG who are putting the money in. This isn't like a foreign nation. Like, FSG or like the Cronkies and the Glazers, and they're just like, we want our profits. We're pretending to care. So they're doing it the right way, though. So I have to give them their props on that. And I keep saying to people, and I'll say it again. Look at how Liverpool rebuilt that midfield. Look at it. Endo is 15 mil and he's 30. And they've got McAllister, they got Gravenberg, they got um, Exactly. None of them is over 26 from what I remember. Not a single one of them. Mm -hmm. And what? They paid 30 mil for each of them? And then Gravenberg is on loan or something like that? Mm -mm. Um, Like McAllister was 35. That one I know. Gravenberg was like on 40 loan. and Slozabai was, was closer to 60. Anyway, like none of them were outrageous them? fees. Yeah, yeah. It, it, None of them were, I mean, it was stupidly ridiculous in my head anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at, and they're also young, right? Look at how they built that team. But look at some other teams. Casemiro. Erickson. No. <laughs> Mason Mount. Then you Anthony. get, uh, what's his name? Anthony. Woo! Anthony. And don't even get me started on the loans. Amrabat. Sabitzer. Mm-hmm. And people are trying to tell me that having a guy like Casemiro around on 350k doing all this nonsense the is, this, is Bernie, the idea. The is this. Bernie, with United buys, we sit here, we analyze, and we say this will fail. It's not like okay, they you know benefit of the doubt. We all thought it was going to work out, and some freak reason it didn't. We all sat here and went, I'm about made one tackle on Mbappe one time and now you think he's going to run an EPL midfield like this is the mm-hmm. premier league you can't run around th- this is not stoke city trying to stay in the no. league this and, is like, and, and i'm your fr- i'm the first like person that says this is manchester united freaking act like it like i am an arsenal fan and i'm my, mad my my problem with manchester united is that manchester united go this is manchester united and they forget <laughs> what manchester united actually is like Ferguson bought, like I said, Jason Park, Quinton Fortune, a bunch of squad players who could come in and do jobs. They had the youth, they had guys in midfield. Yeah, but he signed Michael Carrick for like 15 mil, which was big money at the time. But it wasn't like this is Michael Carrick from fucking Bayern Munich, who's re- almost retiring and we need all his trophy knowledge. Like, no, <laughs> none of this makes sense. You have to team build. What do you need? It's what also, do you need it's... to win? That's what you need to do. And Liverpool does it. City does it. Arsenal did it before Havertz, sure. Like, Manchester United is the only team that goes, yeah, Casemiro won five Champions Leagues. Let's pay him <laughs> Qatar money and let's give him a five-year contract for a 30-year-old who we cannot make any money on and who's going to cost us so much in wages, who is already declining because of injury and is just going to do what? Give you us knowledge? Transfer the knowledge into our brain from a distance? It was like, like I you know whose fault oh. this is, though? This is, this is Manchester United fans' fault for pumping all the money into the United coffers, which means money is not a thing anymore to the club. If yeah, you guys would spend less suits. on your stupid tracksuits and stuff, <laughs> they would actually have no money to spend on Casemiro. But, but the funny thing about this is, too, that like it's never been harder to compete because all the clubs, pretty much everyone recruits smartly now. But it's also never been easier to do that 
like I swear to God, Brighton and Bournemouth are literally playing FM. They're just signing FM Wonder mm-hmm. Kids. I'm not even kidding. It's that simple. And then, like, everyone else is recruiting smartly, too. Like, look at Villa and Spurs and, and fucking everyone. It's not hard to do at all. And United are just, like, refusing to play the game. And it's very funny. Let me, let me Brother, ask even, even, nothing, even, even nothing, yeah, even nothing, of course, are coming together. Even yeah. then, the pieces are coming together. Yes, yeah. Bird. Our knee would have been amazing at Manchester United if we had, if, like, over Holland. I'll just say this. But let, let me ask you. Let's, let's, let's look at this, okay? Let's just look at this in terms of recruitment. So... <laughs> Casemiro and Varane and Ronaldo. Let's take those three. Those three Real Madrid. You, you're tired of Chelsea rejects. Let's take those Real Madrid rejects. That's what they all are. As it, And it sounds weird to say it considering they've won World Cups and Euros and Champions League or whatever. That's what they are, right? I'm not, would Real Madrid make the, make any of those deals? No, not anymore. They, would, they wouldn't do it. Would Liverpool make any of those deals? C didn't even want to pay for Ronaldo. They, they were like, we'll think about it for free. We'll think about it for free. And then United paid, paid that money for him. None of these teams would ever sign any of those guys. But Manchester United and the Manchester United fans go, we need their knowledge of how to win. Monin, how many? How much does Latan win when, when he was signed? <laughs> A lot, right? How much did Schweinsteiger win when he was signed? Schweinsteiger was a a fantastic signing. I was like, guys, please, he's playing in such a comfortable league, in such a comfortable position. He's clearly way past. Like, it's so obviously wrong. Uh Like, the problem is, when I'm not jealous of any of your signings, you know something's wrong. Mo, Uh Mo, to be fair, though, they were going to play him next to Morgan Schneiderlin, who was going to do his running. True. True. And who was going to do Morgan Schneiderlin's running? Midfield, they called it. (laughs) Who is gonna, who's gonna unlock? Who's gonna unlock Morgan Snyderlin? <laughs> oh, bro, let, let, bro, let me add more winners to the list. Guys... Yeah, please. Angel Di Maria was a winner. Yep. Wasn't he? I don't think we want shit with Di Maria. <laughs> to be fair, he left off. Di Maria, Pogba was a winner. Oh yeah, that's that's. Well, well, we beat them three five. <laughs> With a lob, the lob counts for six, yeah, actually. The yeah, right? the and then his house so got right. I have spent all this money on all these zero winners. I don't know what we want of any note. So well, they've, or, they've already won. They've already won. They don't. They're not hungry to come and win shit. They're hungry for their pay, retirement pay. Varan, Casemiro, they're all hungry for their retirement pay. That's it. That's it. They said, and Casemiro then Ten Hag has no eye talent ideas. Like Anthony, he looked at him at in the Eredivisie, and he's like, you know what? guy's gonna kill the Premier League. Shut you can up. Run, run rings around people. <laughs> look, look, Ten Hag chased. I, I said this ad nauseum. Chased Frankie all summer, all summer. Even though Frankie was like, "I'm not gonna sleep with you," still chased him <laughs> all summer. And then somehow he said, "Casemiro, you're gonna do the Frankie okay. role," and he asked him to do the Frankie role, and he can't do it. Bernie, you brought up such a good point. The Frankie thing is a perfect example of how United still think of themselves. You chase Frankie all year. He comes to play a friendly or something, and then he look. He's just like in the stadium looking around, and all the captions online are, Frankie is taken on by the theater of dreams. Frankie can't believe that he's on the old Trevor pitch. Frankie cannot take his eyes off that. It's just all bullshit telling yourself that you're still good. And Frankie, Frankie Young is couldn't like, believe Bro. that the roof was leaking. <laughs> It's just lying to yourself. Guys, commit to being shit. Reset. Take a three-year hiatus to build your team and go again. Papering over the cracks will not get you nowhere. It's as simple as that. I'll say this. 
the club agreed to do it. They were they were doing it. They were on the road to it. And then all of a sudden, everyone said, we can't let Ronaldo go there. <laughs> Why would we let Ronaldo go there? We we finished second the last season. We can finish first now. You saved you saved that's City what they did. Ronaldo and Alexis Sanchez. I, you, I can't believe and it. Harry Maguire actually. Yeah. Oh, good point. And by the way, and by the way, let's let's. <clears throat> I did it again. Now, look at look at the Alexis one. United were second in the league, right? Second yeah. in the league, and they went. We're five points off these mugs. No, ten points off these mugs. Alexis will be the difference. So they came second in the league, and then they went, we just need more goals, as if you didn't score a shit ton of goals already the year before. Ronaldo will do it. If you finish second, United, don't go sign an old man. Just just know this and no peace. That's all I'm asking for. That's it's really asking. not very much. Jesus. Uh, I know a good therapy session. Absolutely. I'm still waiting for the day that Bernie comes on and tells us he's he's going with FC Man FC United of Manchester now. It's 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 possible. Oh, I will say this. I told I said Garnacho right wing is the way to go. Man said Anthony Fidget Spinner. I, I think I could do this job. I, I I don't think any of you can tell me otherwise. I don't I don't believe it. Did do I, I I absolutely believe you could do it better than Eric Ten Hag. Three of us put our minds together, we'll win the league with 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 that group of people. I'm 100%. sure. Yeah, <laughs> I was supposed not to pick up it. It's like, do I have to start my managerial career at United? Can I start it like at the higher <laughs> uh, All right, lads. Thank you for this. It's been wonderful. Uh, as we said at the top, we'll try and do this with some regularity. Um, and so I will say optimistically, see you next week. Next Peace. week.